Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This says we're pivot. You understand just how we living. This for me is like rap religion. Hope I'm on beat cause we got this guy. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? There are certain variables that are unhealthy right now for us. Um, because as you said, it's not like people are different now. You know, it's harder for kids now because people are different now. It's that they have access to more junk, you know, and they can become addicted to these devices and, and, you know, take a look at, uh, you know, and compare themselves against other people and try desperately to be seen to be on the right team, you know? Um, And so what's the alternative though? I, I get it. But until until like the, us old people create an alternative for them, like what what else what else do they have? You know, it's like as humans, I think we we are we naturally want to survive, and so whether it's it's tangible physical food or it's emotional food or it's mental food, we're gonna we're survivors. We're gonna go get it wherever we can, and the quality of content that is being put out mainstream is shit. So much like the food, right? That so many people are are overfed and undernourished. Yeah. Right. And I think it's it's it falls on us, people that have, you know, lived a little bit and have some some position and some powers and a voice to start to change that and to to start to and especially if we're creating content, is is how do we not kowtow to the to the sound bite, you know, ten ten cents a click, right? And and really think about being meaningful with with the content we put out that in meaningful just means something that we actually really feel in our hearts <laughs> right. right as opposed to what we're told we're supposed to put out I, and the irony of all that is the more authentic you are the more successful you'll be in your relationships and professionally anyway yep. you yep. might as well be authentic but but you have to you have to survive that uncomfortable conversation that gets you there though you're you're absolutely right. Um, and if you can somehow put who you think you are aside to be present for someone else enough to hear where they're coming from, truly hear where they're coming from. And if you can, you know, because all it's funny, like I I don't care. I don't want to hear what you 
think I want to hear. Just give it to me straight. Yeah. Give it to me straight, man. And, you know, um, a lot of people like, you know, I've gotten into trouble in my life because I've given it to people straight and they didn't know where to put it. And yeah. I, re- I fucked up my career. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. I know that one. But to me, though, the, the way I, I look at that is it means you were you were in you were around the wrong people because my mom, it's a, it's a mom quote, but I, I keep it with me. She said, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And this idea of there's a place where you can be yourself and people are going to love you for it. Right. But but you got to be willing to to put yourself in that position to, to find those people. But what if. Where you thrive is also where you're tolerated. That those are the most dangerous. Those are the, that's what I was saying. Those are the most dangerous. Those are the most dangerous places because there's no growth. It's stagnation. So to me, like where you thrive and you're tolerated, it means you're doing something you've done in the past, and you're ready for a change. It's like me in football, right? I thrived in football, but I was considered a weirdo for being myself. And then I left traveling the world and people were like, we love you. You're great. Just the way you are. <laughs> I was like, well, it feels better. And, and the, the kind of thriving I've been able to achieve in that environment is way far beyond what I ever accomplished in football. It's not even close. Uh, well, what do you mean by that exactly? Cause, cause someone from the outside goes, well, wait a minute. You're, you're not making what you used to make. You're not as celebrated, but you're talking about personal growth. Well, I'm, I mean, the, the money's coming. I'm not worried about that. The money's coming. But as far as celebrated, I'm celebrated more. Right. There, you know, it's like uh, and, uh, for women. I imagine this for women. Right. A, a beautiful woman. Beautiful. You look at her and like as a guy, you can't help but think like, wow, she's beautiful. Right. But but behind this beautiful woman is an extremely, extremely sharp and intelligent mind. Okay. And every guy she dates is just fascinated with her because of the way she looks. And no one even appreciates her mind. Right? And then she she finds another guy, maybe not as attractive, doesn't make as much money, but loves to talk to her, lo- appreciates her mind. From the outside, people will say, wow, she really downgraded. Her personal experience of her life, right? Her friends that really know her, say, wow, she shines. She glows when I'm around her. And to me, that's success in life is that people can feel your goal, that you have an impact on people, right? That people's life change just because they're in your vicinity, because just being around you, they have a sense of a different possibility. To me, that's success. And it's fine. People say, wow, you know, he really hit that linebacker where no one was as, as explosive or, or, or physical as Ricky as a running back. That's great. But when someone says, wow, your perspective or your insight on my chart really opened up a lot of possibilities for me and helped me heal years of anguish and pain. I'll take that any day, any day. Are you, are you talking 200 about- yards against the Buffalo Bills? No. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is still pretty huge. Um, are, are, you, are you saying... Um, by the way, my favorite running back growing up was Walter Payton. Ah, sweetness. Mine too. I mean... I, I I had a chance to meet him and interview him back in the day in Chicago. And he was, I wish he was around right now because man, there's no telling what he would be doing. Cause he was such a fun, sweet, open, 
like playful. Like he didn't know me. I was just some stage actor in Chicago, some some weirdo kid. And he was just we had a fucking blast. Anyway, I, I got I, I lost my train of thought, but I'm gonna come back to it in one second. Oh yeah. So are you are you more happy now and fulfilled because of the idea? of changing people's lives or genuinely because of the way it makes you feel? Neither, neither. Um, it's more of, of in more general, just living a life. I just wake up and I feel like I'm doing something with my life. You know, like my, like my kind of motto is really just show up. And so my team, you know, when they send me texts, can you do this? I just say, look at my calendar. If my calendar is open, put it in my calendar. And so I just wake up happy to, uh, to attack life. And, and because of the way I've set up my life, I just get to show up. I just get to be myself. And I think from where, I come, where I've come from, spending so many years trying to be something else to be successful, I think I just, just really wounded me. And just the freedom of being able to be myself and it, and it working out, oh, that's all I need to be happy. And the fact so, that, in the, and more specifically for me being myself, it's I'm a healer. You know, I, I'm a, I just love to make people feel better. And so just the way I think and the way I talk, I, I just try to give people perspectives that make them feel better about themselves. And so any interaction I, I have with people, it's an opportunity to, to have an impact. And, and that makes me happy. Yeah, and, and sometimes you forget that. And that's one of the positive things, I guess, about about having so much access to information is you don't realize, wow, I had this conversation with someone and then suddenly they'll hit you on social media. It's like, wow, 10 years ago and they're still thinking about that impact. And, and I yes. can't we can't believe it because there's nothing natural about fame. You know what I mean? We're not supposed to your achievements or our achievements, whatever, however we navigate is not supposed to be broadcast. That's there's nothing natural about that. And so when we reach all these people, it's it's it is kind of mind blowing. Um, how did you stumble upon? Now, are you? I feel like you're. Are you in business in the cannabis uh, lane? I am. Yeah, I just I just launched a brand last week. Yeah, I, I just launched my second brand. My first brand was 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 all about herbalism. So in my studies of Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, I've become an herbalist. And I'm very passionate about bringing medicinal marijuana to the market, true medicinal marijuana, meaning cannabis mixed with other herbs um, to target specific things that people are, are stru that people struggle with. And so that was the first brand. The second brand is, is more, we, people are calling it recreational, but, but my, my belief in cannabis really stems back to my childhood uh, idol, Bob Marley. And, you know, aside from, you know, at the same time I was listening to, to dare, you know, Nancy Reagan, just say no to drugs. I go home and put on Bob Marley's music and I was getting two very different messages. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, Bob spoke about cannabis as a religious sacrament, you know, and the way he said it reveals you to yourself and, and all indigenous cultures, Ayurveda, Chinese, all of them, all ancient cultures said the number one cause of disease is not knowing your true nature, not knowing who you are. Okay. And in my personal experience with my cannabis use, it's helped me get in touch with who I am on a deep on, on the inside, who I who I have the potential to be and to move towards cherishing those potentials. And 
So, but in sports, because Heisman is the name of the brand, H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N. And it's about growing up, cannabis and sports were always separate. You know, the coaches said, you're going to be a loser if you smoke weed. And they run all the guys off. Right. And, and then when I became famous and I had the same issue that I, I was suspended and I, it, you know, took a big chunk out of my career because I consumed cannabis. And that's the story that I was told. And the life I've lived is a different story, is that cannabis has actually helped me have more clarity, helped me integrate, helped me to achieve and accomplish my goals. And that's the story that I want to tell. And, you know, and the other thing that all indigenous cultures believe that true healing only occurs in an altered state of consciousness. Another version of this is Einstein says you can never solve a problem from the same level that you created it, okay? This idea to rise above ourselves, get perspective, oh, okay, come back down and act accordingly is natural. And so Heisman is a way to celebrate that. And something that I was ashamed of, people knowing that I consume cannabis, now has become something that I'm screaming from the mountaintop and inviting other people to have that opportunity. Because I realize I have the ability to talk about cannabis freely. And actually, CNN calls me up, you know, when some player is in trouble with cannabis, CNN calls me up to talk about it. Or something that I was shunned for and humiliated for has become part of my mission in life. And and I think think that story is probably more prevalent in in people's lives than, than they realize. Is that thing about yourself that you hide because it's not accepted might actually be, you know, the keystone of your life. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. Ho, 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 gentlemen. (laughs) The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products. Here we go, including their all-new premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. We need that for the road. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Here's the deal. Untripped pubes, you need to get after them, all right? I'm telling you, they have this razor, four blades, 116 blades. I don't know what it is, but no matter what, somehow it doesn't cut you, and it makes it all clean and nice down there. It's fantastic. You don't need to get your balls Botoxed. Just clean them up. Manscaped is going beyond the groin with their new ultra premium body wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Get 20% off with this code PIVEN at manscaped.com. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list. Get 20% off with the code PIVEN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code PIVEN. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Big news. Rothy's is now selling men's sneakers and new men's driving loafers. Even more big news. They just launched premium merino wool shoes for the fall. Merino wool is naturally perfect material. Soft, comfortable, machine washable, which is huge, and sustainable. Available in cool colors and classic styles that you'll want to wear everywhere. Now, if that wasn't enough, Rothy's has just launched its first ever collection of accessories for men. Wallets, carry bags, card cases. Rothy's has all your everyday carry essentials. No more worrying about keeping your wallet clean after weeks of wear. Rothy's wallets are fully 
machine washable too. Okay, so no matter what's going on, how dirty you get it, you throw it in the washing machine and you are good to go, which I listen, I travel all the time. And so I need this stuff. Okay, so you don't have to worry about it. It's great. It's sturdy. And it's for you to help you guys welcome the fall season in style. Rothy's is doing something special. They're going to give us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time right now. You can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Piven, P-I-V-E-N. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Piven. Head to rothys.com slash Piven and find your new favorite shoes or anything you need today. And also just people don't realize the effect that they have on your life. And the, mm. the, the power of negativity and that mm. you, you didn't hide. You could have, you know, you could have taken another route. Um, but you were also dealing with anxiety, weren't you? But that was a, and they were they were couched, right? They were couched. Is, and this is this is what you were saying. And I think you, you would agree. I think you're a sensitive person, too. Again, a sensitive person means you're perceiving more subtle energies in the environment. OK, and so. This idea of thriving in a place where you're tolerated, this is this is the number one cause of anxiety, right? You have a good reason to stay, you have a good reason to leave, right? And because we cherish the good reasons to stay, which is usually money, right? That we tend this one, and so we're, we're stuck no, with anxiety. To be, to be honest with you, my my good reason to stay, yeah, money money is was a variable, but it's what I love to do, what I've been trained to do. Um, because what you were just talking about is working on your highest vibration. You yes. can only have sites when you raise your vibration. Yes. I don't yeah. know what the exact vibration of love is. There's a certain vibration. I don't know what that number is. Like, f- I forgot that you can get it on a tuning fork. It's like yeah. 47. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Raising so your vibration. Yep. You got it. You got to raise your vibration. When, you know, I've been on stage since I was eight years old, so probably about the same time you got on a football field, you know. So imagine you still playing football now. Imagine what kind of player you are. That's how I feel because I'm still playing. So I'm working on a high vibration. And even if I'm just going where I'm tolerated, if I still get to vibrate, I still want to be a part of it for good or ill. Okay, in that in that sense, what I would say is is that I would I would give myself permission to do that if if I took on the task of cha- of raising the vibration of the people around me so that they would get to the point where they would appreciate and celebrate me. That's as Shakespeare says, something devoutly to be wished for. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, man, I I. I would want nothing more, nothing more. That would be incredible. So, yeah, this has given me a lot of insights into, you know, different paths. It's funny because, you know, me trying stand-up, people don't, you know, they don't quite know what to do with me. And people, as you know, have a hard time with change. Yeah. And I was walking on stage the other night, and I heard this comic say as I was getting on stage, Oh, anyone thinks they can do stand up now, you know, and and for me. um, And I know you you've experienced this 
maybe in, in more uh, in your first chapter than now, but I've really learned to just really truly not take it personally. Not only not take it personally because he does, he doesn't know me, um, and I don't feel any differently about this guy because he doesn't know me, you know. And he's a great comic, and I'd love to chop it up with him, but to also be inspired by that. Mm, I love I, it. Yeah, that's exactly that's it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's all that if we can just change our perspective cuz a lot of people they just truly live in that victim mentality. Oh my god, did you hear what they said about me? Yeah. You hear what they said? No, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay. You we we all know you're better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You know why are you holding on to that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that because th that's my biggest pet peeve with my kids is like, like, you guys can do anything, but you guys are not doing victim. Like, I, that's just not, it's just not healthy. It's just, it, that's the most disempowering, abusive thing we can ever do to ourselves is turn ourselves into a victim. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to talk too much about this, but... Yeah, we don't want to get ourselves into trouble, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also there's a lot of money to be made off of that and it's it's a, it's it's a it's a slippery slope. But all yeah. we can do even by us having this conversation and people listening because I'm bringing people to the table um that are here for so many different reasons as are you. You know? And what's the cool thing about us is we're not preaching to the choir. There are a lot of people with a lot of different ideologies listening right now. And yes. if we just get them to take pause and go, hold on a second. You know, what do I really think? Who am I? What's really going on? You know, um, why does that affect me so, so much? Why do I have to be so reactive? You know, that's it. That's it. That is it. Once people start asking those questions, the doors just keep opening. Doors just keep opening. Are you, have you, um, have you tried the toad? I have. Yeah. And what did you, how does that compare to ayahuasca or mushrooms? Uh, so thank you for asking this. Cause you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions. Um, my, my personal experience is once I, once I became a meditator, all of those experience all of those experiences became relatively uniform. There's, there's slight, you know, variants, but they all take you essentially to the same place. Which is and what? And so is, I'll call it a transcendent place, a, a, a transcendent place or a, mo a more subtle place. And there's a couple of things about this. So in, in, in yogic parlance, because there's a whole system, the, the, the ancient Indians really mapped out consciousness they did a wonderful job and the the term that they and it's a it's a beautiful way to think about it the term they use is they say subtle worlds subtle worlds and they would equate it to the same space we enter when we dream is that time time changes a little bit you know things that didn't make sense in one realm start to make sense in this other realm okay you can make dots or connections psychologists call it the unconscious okay and i think most of us are conscious and the unconscious is just back there and all the stuff is going on. But when we, when we consume an entheogen or a psychedelic, we, we, we switch, 
we move more and we move more to functioning from our, the unconscious realm. And that's the beauty of it is we need to be able to function in both realms. I mean, that's the whole symbolism of night and day is that we go out in the day, the day and we do work. And then we come at night and we reflect. How did that feel? How did that go? And then we get up in the morning and we do it again. And so whether it's the toad or cannabis or, or ayahuasca, it's those moments of reflection where we can reflect and say, how am I doing? How are things going? And with that information, that insight, we can come back and we can improve and we can be better. That's the, the general way that, that I understand these substances and at least the way that I've interacted with them. It's raising the, it's ra it's raising the vibration temporarily because it's like with these substances, we raise the vibration temporarily to know where we could be. But when we come back down, we then have to do the work to get, to get there in our lives. And I think that's the missing piece is people... What I see people leaning too much on these substances as the answer, they just give us a glimpse. But the true work is we have to take the insights and the gifts we, we receive in those places, come back, and then do the integration work to make them real in our lives. How much does meditation play in doing that work? To me, it, to me it's vital because it get, it's, it's, they call it a meditation practice. Because when you sit in meditation, yeah, the first couple of weeks are, are it's tough because you're getting used to doing something, but you start to learn to function in with the unconscious. Because what I've noticed with a lot of people, you see a lot of people when they smoke for the first time, right? A lot of people say, I don't feel anything, right? Or I'm just really tired. Is and we we say, Oh, you have to you have to you have to build up your tolerance. And it's part of it is tolerance for the substance, but more it's tolerance for that different state of mind. And meditation is a way to build up that tolerance so you can learn to function in with your unconscious. You you become the way we say it, you become more aware of your mind. You know? I remember the, like the first month of meditation, I, after I finally kind of got the hang of it, I'd be sitting there for a half an hour. And basically it's a half an hour of just seeing the way that you think. And my what I walked away with is like, damn, like that's the way I think. <laughs> that's the way I that's the way I look at things. No matter my life, no no wonder my life is like this, right? And then once you notice, you can start to make changes in the way you look at things. Don't go anywhere. How you live in J Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. The thing about the Quip electric toothbrush, it's loved by over 7 million mouths. I, I take this thing on the road and it's incredible. Timed sonic vibrations, 30 second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute clean. Two minutes, you got two minutes. Lightweight, sleek design. All these different colors, wires, Bulky chargers weigh you down. You don't need that, especially when you're on the go. Floss string that expands to clean. Reusable floss pick that replaces over 180 disposable picks with every refill. It's amazing. Now, if you go to quip.com slash Piven right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's first refill free at quip.com slash Piven. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Piven. Quip, a good habits company. Reinforce those good habits every day, you guys. This one's easy. Holidays are approaching, you guys. You may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra money. I got a solution. And it's probably something that none of you guys have thought about, by the way. 
Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans with rates starting at 4.98 APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Guys, you have to have excellent credit on this. And if you can, you're going to win big time. Now, just for my listeners, I get a special interest rate discount that saves you even more. Now, the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Piven, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Piven. A little disclaimer for you guys. This is subject to credit approval. Rates range from 4.98 APR to 19.99 APR and include 0.50% auto pay discount. The lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Piven for more information. And that's to me, that's the same process of, of all of these psychedelics or entheogens it it's to me it's that same that same process these are just things that can help us that that can assist us in 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 getting to that state absolutely but in a very profound way um it's so interesting that you say that that you you had the perspective to to see your thoughts as not your own yeah and to know because the reality is we have so our, our brains can also be tuning forks. We can get thoughts in there that that truly just, you know, some some weirdo, you know, that just it just that ideology just came in there. It's like you don't have to own that shit. You don't have to be a slave to your thoughts. You don't yep. have to, man. And I yep. know it's so weird to talk about meditation and people out there listening. I've talked to a lot of people and their first reaction is I can't do it, man. I just can't. It, there's too much going on. And my my first thought is, you know that we're all the same. We're all slave to the circus. You just have to sit there and be present, and then you'll truly see the difference. Yes, because we think we are our thoughts. That That's the big issue. We think we are our thoughts. And what meditation does is we realize, okay, I'm this, I'm the, we, we sit in the observer. And as the observer, we see the thoughts. And as you have that experience of seeing the thoughts as not, as you being separate from the thoughts, it makes it hard to believe you are your thoughts. And, and meditation is really about giving people the expe- these experiences so they know. It's not because we can talk about, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my thoughts. But until you have the experience of, that's not my thought, I would never think that, <laughs> that we start to realize, okay, this is crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you think about how many distractions are out there that we're watching and taking in, of course you're going to have, it, it's, it's going to be in there at some point. And it's, it, you know, yeah, I, there's I, uh, a science, there's a science of, of how to put thoughts in people's heads. It's called marketing, right? So if you think about it, especially in LA, right? Driving down Venice Boulevard, driving home down Venice Boulevard, all of the, the signs on the stores and the billboards, it's like constantly being bombarded through a science of how to get you to buy something. So, right. so just driving down the street, we're being constantly bombarded by people trying to get us to buy something, trying to get into our mind and tell us what our values are. Or That's why meditation is nice, because you can, you can tune into some inner source of values that feel, and if, like a good meditation, it feels like coming home. You know, you get up and you're like, ah, oh, okay. <sighs> Yeah, and and you're you're actually genuinely in your body, 
you're present, you're you've shaken off all those distractions. Who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be in that state if if given the choice? It's just but it, com- it comes back to what you said. It, it it's the the barrier is that difficult conversation, you know. And it and it's tied to humility because if you think of, I know you've had those conversations, right, where you with a friend and you know, right, something that you you screamed at the top of your lungs, you knew was true, and then you found out, oh, full of shit, right? That difficult conversation. But once you free yourself from having to be right, you get, it's it's liberating. It's liberating, but it's hard. It's that hard conversation of damn. I've been all, I've been wrong about this. There's a different. There's a different way to do it. But I just feel like right now, at least in the public, what's going on is people are drawing very hard lines. Everything's black and white between it's either right or wrong and and there's no there's no shades and you know you know they're they're coming out trying to you know cancel dave Chappelle, which will never happen it'll never happen if anything dave will take his content and just sell it himself and make more money you know um and he's speaking his mind and one of the things that he said was um is that gender is real and that we all come from a woman. Um, and he is, you know, he's, he's one of these people who is, talk about working on a high vibration. He has no fear and he speaks his truth on stage and he's in, in, insanely entertaining and yet he tackles the tough issues and people are having a lot of trouble with him right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's the most amazing, beautiful thing in the world, what, what Dave Chappelle is doing. And and be, the reason is because it starts the conversation, right? Because he had the courage, because he had the courage to speak his truth. You and I can now, we're just, you know, we're just touching on the outside of it, but now we can, we can advance, we can advance the conversation because there's things that I, there's things that I want to say about this. And I feel like what, what Dave said has really opened the door for, for someone else to speak a, about it. Because I, I don't, I mean, when I watched it, I didn't feel like he was anti anything. I think he just was calling out something that, that is a fact to him that gender is, is real. And, and the way I would slightly modify that from my experiences is, is that gender is, is real materially. Which is a saying the same thing, meaning we all come from a from a woman. And and this gets into my my yogic training. Okay. When I was with my teacher, okay, the, the number one teaching that she spent with me for the first six months, okay, and it's gonna sound controversial, is is every time I would refer to myself as African American or black or a man, she would say, You are not African American, you are not a man. Okay? She would say in, in yogic terms, she would say, You are the Atma which is the soul, okay? And from a spiritual perspective, we are a soul coming into a specific body and a specific experience to, to learn certain things. And so to me, when I, I, the way I look at what Dave Chappelle was addressing is I look at it as materialism, materialism, meaning that people think that they are only their bodies, 
And so if you think you're only your body and you feel like there's something up with, with what I've been told is supposed to go with this body, then it makes sense to change the body. But if you realize the body is just the body, it's just about a physical experience. It's not who you are. My sense is that's what Dave Chappelle was trying to say. Because, again, my personal opinion, like, it's just the body. Right? And that's something that I had to, like, that if you're black, you have to deal with that. It's the same thing I was saying about walking, walking by this woman, is if I identify, if I identify with being black, like, that's a lot. If I identify with being a soul that's having the experience of being African-American in this day and age, it puts things into perspective and it allows me to be an agent of change, not a victim of the past. And, and aside from pointing fingers, phobic, not whatever, the, the ultimate thing for me is freedom. And to me, if you think that you are encased and you are trapped in your body, that's not freedom. If you can free your mind from that idea and realize you can express yourself any way you want, in anybody you want and you have that permission, that's freedom to me. And to me, that feels better than all this, these conversations and the anguish that, that people go through when they have this kind of confusion. It's not gender confusion, okay? It's, to me, it's, it's spiritual confusion, is that we think we are our physical bodies and we are not. What would you suggest someone that's listening to that, that hears that, that is so far away from meditation or plant medicine, um, where would they begin? Is to, well, <laughs> I would say the first thing is start to deal with your issues that keep plant medicine, that keep the things that could help you away. Because to me, that, that's the issue. Anyone that's closed-minded, anything that can help you is you're, you've, already shut, you've already shut out of your life. And so the, the whole thing that, I, that I'm preaching really is, is open-mindedness. If you're not happy, right, don't, don't find the source of your unhappiness in the world around you. Otherwise, you're screwed. <laughs> right? And, and, to, and to, like, find the source of your unhappiness inside. Because then that's something you can actually do something about. Yeah. And so regardless of what, what genitalia you have or what you want to do with it, as long as you love yourself and love that, that's what matters. And, and the truth is there has to be a lot of healing because unless you're a white male, you've been, unless you're a white male with a full head of hair, you've been taught to hate yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wow, that's, that's a very interesting statement. Um. And do you think now we're trying to teach white men with a lot of hair to hate themselves? I mean, that, that's the solution, but I don't think it, I don't think it's, it works. I think the solution <laughs> is you teach everyone to love themselves, right? There, sure. there needs to be some like dignity that comes with being born. But for some reason, we, we don't, we don't, and in, in our culture, at least we don't acknowledge that. And I think this is the beauty of astrology because when we sit down with someone, the first the first thing you have to do to get a, to get your chart read is you have to give the information of the time, date, and place of your birth. And so the starting point is that there is something significant about the moment and the place that you took your first breath. That's the starting point. And then we start to look at what is the significance of this moment. And the way I look at it is we were all built. We were all created to be something. Okay? 
We're all created to be something. And I think the journey in life is to discover that and to show up as that because the world needs it. Yeah. And the more we can be ourselves, the better the better the world is gonna be for everyone. Everyone. The more I am the more I'm myself, even though I didn't think my kids are happier. My wife is happier. Everyone's happier. What 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 have you noticed in terms of what you've been attracting since you've become the most authentic version of yourself? How what what are you attracting now that's different than than before? I I would say I don't I don't I think it's one of the most difficult things to truly truly see another person because you have to see through all your stuff first. And so I think unless you've been really working on yourself, it's not possible to see another person. But saying that, what I've attracted is people that are more willing to see me as a human being. You know, more people that are open to appreciating what who I am and what I have to offer. And how does that feel? Uh, it feels, it's funny. It's, it's interesting. It feels wonderful, but but the reality is, I, is like, I'm not used to it. So the expectation is that someone is going to judge me or someone is going to misunderstand me. And so part of it is my own habits of speaking and thinking that don't allow me to appreciate people that really, really can, can, can hear me. And so a lot of it is me noticing like my habits of thinking and how they, how they can get in the way. But it feels, it feels wonderful because as I make that adjustment and I say something and it's truly heard, it's like, it builds self-confidence, right? Because I think we all need to be some. We all need someone to sign off on us, right? We all need someone to sign off on us. And the more genuine we are, we're going to attract people that can sign off. And their sign off is actually more authentic. And I think the more I'm being myself, the sign off is I get more permission to be myself. Here's a great example. Okay, my first marriage, wife was awesome. She's an amazing mom, sweetest person. But for me, not a good fit because I like to have deep confrontive conversations and she's like she just would disappear so we realized you know we're great friends we like each other but this marriage thing not working so well okay so meet my current wife and like the first conversation we have it's deep spiritual confrontive and i'm like okay there's something different about this person okay so we start dating and what i realized is the conversations that her and i can have conversations i've never been able to have with anyone but I have them with her. I feel more comfortable. I get the language. I have more confidence. Now I can start to have these conversations with you, with different people, right? But, but it, these inner thoughts we have, if we don't find someone to like work out how to communicate them, how to make them intelligible, then they stay inside forever. So when we can find people that we can truly speak our minds and be ourselves with, that practice allows us to extend our reach, of our, the extend the reach of our authenticity, Right. You know, how we can be ourselves around certain people when we get around other people. It's like, I'm not sure. That's what I'm talking about. What how did you meet your current wife and what what were you initially attracted in the way that you usually are to women or was it a different type of situation? So I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. So I was when I met my wife, I was married and I would say I was happily married. OK, I would I would. I would, if someone said, are you happily married? I would have said, I'm happily married. I would have said that. And I met her at a, at a party at my, uh, at my friend Paul's house, his 50th birthday party. And, um, Paul asked me to speak, to say a couple of words. And I, you know, just off the cuff, you know, spoke for about five minutes and, and it was funny. And so Linnea, my, my wife, she heard what I said and she said, I really liked what you said. 
And I said, oh, thanks. And so we just started talking. And as an astrologer, I said, what's your sun sign? You know, and she said, I'm a Pisces. I said, oh, the mystic. You know, and she looked at me and she said, actually, I'm a corporate attorney. And I was like, oh. And but we just kept talking. And as I was talking, I was saying some really way out there things. And she was tracking everything I was saying and engaged. And it was like and I just noticed, OK, that was cool. And I left the party and I thought, OK, when I come to L.A. and I hang out with Paul, there's this cool person there that I can talk to the one of us. And I came back a month later and she was there. And we again, same kind of thing. Uh, and then I came back a couple of months later and we all went out to dinner and it was the same kind of thing. And and again, it was I was married. She she was single, but it was just friends. And at the end of the night, you know, I was like, so do you want me to take you home? And she was like, no. And I was like, uh, OK, what is what does that mean? OK, so, yes, I had an affair. OK, I cheated on my wife that night. And and. If I'm being honest, cheating on my wife, it, I was getting better about it. But still, if an opportunity showed up, I, you know, my attitude was like, no blood, no foul. And, and but but so I, at, at this point, I thought, OK, that was nice. Maybe a one night stand, maybe when I come back to L.A. But again, I'm happily married, so I'm not trying to think of building a relationship. Uh, so the next couple of weeks, we keep we keep talking and conversing. And I just find my like the way I look at life changed. You know, and I realized in my current marriage, I was settling and I had like was proud of the fact that I was settling. And so I was happily married because I just like love doesn't exist. It's just commitment and making it work. And right. That there's no such thing as this. This is what I told myself. And then when I met Linnea, all all of those like lies I was telling myself to keep myself in that marriage, they just all fell apart. And that's when I was able to, to just have an honest conversation with my wife. And I said, again, we're great. We love each other. We're great friends, but this marriage thing is not working for either of us. You know, and it was it wasn't easy. We we, we had those hard conversations, but we both agreed. And and so we, we went our we went our separate ways. And it gave us both the opportunity to find people that truly that celebrated us and didn't tolerate us. And and we're both in that situation and we're both, you know, grateful, grateful and, and happy, happy because of it. But you know, it wasn't easy, but uh but I'm glad that I'm glad we're both glad that it's happened this way. And it, and it came and you guys ended amicably because you communicated and you were honest about it. You weren't trying to figure out a way to say something she wanted to hear. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's it's tricky, right? Because the whole that, that was the whole crux of our relationship is that the unwritten rule was so like you said earlier about when we we give honesty to people who are not ready for it right and i think just generally i was i'm more ready for honesty than she was so it's like a, a root incompatibility that we dealt with but the the side effect of of not dealing with truth in a relationship is all this crazy stuff happens so one of the side effects of the the dynamic my first wife and I set up in our relationship okay the dynamic we set up is things that are too tense or might cause too much trouble we don't talk about okay so we had a financial advisor and that was one of those tense conversations that we didn't we wouldn't have because it would turn into a fight come to find out our financial advisor stole six million dollars from us okay and again I, I see the I see the root is in the dynamic that I consciously engaged in to be in a relationship where we're not being honest with each other okay um and so you know 
the way again my my way looking at learning the hard way the importance of being honest of being real about everything and so my relationship with Linnea that's been the the benchmark that's been what we've built our relationship about is is you know being willing to have those difficult conversations because we realize if you don't have those diff- difficult conversations they come back to bite you in the ass it could have saved you six million motherfucking dollars exactly exactly <laughs> so this idea of it's cheaper to keep them that is not true not true temporarily yes in the long run it is not true yeah man <laughs> so how, what so you it's interesting you the the herbal remedies that you're combining with Chinese herbs is that correct yeah. for ailments well there's so I've studied Ayurveda I studied Western herbalism and Chinese herbs so one of our formulas it, it's a variety we have some, we have a couple of formulas that are Chinese herbs some that are Ayurvedic herbs and some that are what what's considered Western herbalism see people it's 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 is it an interesting conversation because so many people really don't have a reference for a lot of these you know Eastern medicine and Chinese herbs. And all I can say to them is, um, I only do it because I know that they work, and it's yeah. kind of fascinating, you know, when you when you get acupuncture, and you you know, uh, I I had it recently, and she was shocked at at how exhausted my body was. She was my pulse was. You know, because I had to le- I have to lean out for this role, and I've been tap dancing four hours a day, and so my body is just going, "What the fuck is happening?" You know, wow. so I'm I'm on about a thousand calories a day, just tap dancing like a fiend, and you know wow. I'm not kid anymore. So literally, like she was like, "What is going on?" And so she had to raise my chi up. I was so chi deficient. Um, and people out there right now are going, what the fuck are you talking about? And I got off the table and I could feel the difference. I suddenly was back I, I, in my body. I felt more vibrant. You know what I mean? So this, I mean, it's real. It's real. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just, you know, the way I try to explain it to people as much as best as I can is I just say, you know, what we tend to call woo woo is that these cultures have turned it and they've studied and turned it into a science. Because as an acupuncturist, you know, I, I do acupuncture on myself daily and I'm still blown away. I'm still blown away about like how how is this how is this working? But but there's there's no doubt about it. Wow, I didn't know you could do acupuncture on yourself. I mean I can't I can't reach all the points on my back, but but anything on the front of my body and the back of my legs I can I can reach. Well, I I would uh, I would love selfishly I I, I want to get my chart read. I need to get some acupuncture. I'm going into the belly of the beast for the next six weeks. Um, you listen, you're you're never too old to tap dance. I just want to say that. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm excited now. I can't wait to see you tap dance. And you know, when you when you're out of the the you know the belly of the well, please reach out and you know we'll we'll connect. I would love that, man. Thank you for this conversation, man. I really appreciate it. It's you, you've had an incredibly fascinating journey, and it's inspiring. Just one thing I want to throw in that's that is fascinating about the synchronicity of all of this. So the past week, the past two weeks ago, for the past two weeks, my wife, for some reason, for some reason, 
wanted to binge watch Entourage. <laughs> I, like so, so literally, you've been on like nonstop, nonstop in my bedroom for the past couple of weeks, and then I, then I, when Lane reached out and said that you were interested in talking, I was like, this, this is just interesting. And and the other synchronicity is is 2004. Okay, the 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 fall of 2004. This was when I walked away from from the NFL. Okay, so I walk away from the NFL. I come back to the states, and I'm you know watching HBO on Sunday, and I'm watching this show. And I, I'm thinking, wow, this is so cool. And what I what I I didn't realize it at the time, but man, watching it now, every episode there was dialogue and a scene dedicated to cannabis. Every episode. And so I can imagine myself in all this trouble from the NFL and watching the show where it's so like it's just there, you know? And I just it was just a profound moment for me watching this past week of of seeing how backwards professional sports was back then compared to what we were accept what we were accepting in pop culture and it was it was eye-opening i think that one of the problems in our culture as you know is when they don't truly know about something they can demonize it you know and, and you know you follow the money and there's all that those variables as well but anyone that truly knows or is experienced what it's like how could you possibly you know demonize it make it illegal whatever i mean what about these people that are still in prison for you know i mean that that's a whole other conversation that's crazy um you know the, it, people in prison in states that it's legal i know yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta do something to correct all this but i think this conversation is a good start so it is a good uh, start Thank you, man. Keep up the good work. We need more people like you. Yeah, take care of yourself and have a good time. All right, making making art. All right, I will. I'll see you on the other side. How you live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy and Penderfoot TV. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. Executive producer for Cast is Harley Roman. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in J. Piven every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.